Hello there and welcome to the podcast, Biblical Questions. Excited you've taken time out of your day to listen to us, download us. We certainly hope and pray that you'll share us and like us. Tell your friends and family about us. That they may also enjoy the podcast as you do. We're, each and every week we pick up more and more followers. Uh, we're in more countries each, each week it seems to. Uh, we gain one or two. And, and this is a worldwide effort. And that God has really blessed us. We really did not realize how far out the internet could reach in our podcasting apps. Today I want to talk about the testimony of John the Baptist. And if you want to follow along, it would be good. You can open up your Bibles to John uh, chapter 1. Before we get started in the podcast, I want to encourage everybody to go to our webpage at biblicalquestion.com. And there you can find uh, links to our social media account. You can find out more about us. There is a support page there that you can uh, help support us through uh, PayPal. We would really be uh, very thankful if you're able to help us a little bit. Uh, Nobody here takes a salary at all. Everything that we collect has gone into either trying to upgrade our equipment or pay it off as we've taken loans out or whatever to, to keep it going. Also there, you can make a prayer request. If you have one, you can submit one through the contact page. Or you can go to the prayer request page. And we have a few people there who have asked for prayers. And we have about 80 hits or so um, a month uh, to, to the web page. And so there's at least that many people consistently going and looking at the uh, prayer request page. And so... Many people could be praying for you if you have a prayer request. I want to read here John at chapter 1. That will be probably the thrust that we will be in today. And I'll be reading for the New American Standard Update. If you have a different version, that's great. And I'd just like to have you follow along. John chapter 1, uh, verse 33. This is about the testimony of John the Baptist, the, the Lamb. Here is John the Baptist speaking. I did not recognize him, but he who sent me to baptize in water said to me, He upon whom you see the Spirit descending and remaining upon him, this is the one who will baptize in the Holy Spirit. Verse 34, I myself have seen and testified that this is the Son of God. You know, I find it in the scripture reading here that John Uh, acts like or I get the impression maybe that John does not really know who Jesus is but over in Luke chapter 1 verse 36 uh, the scripture says there that um, Mary and Elizabeth uh, were related but Jesus here has not begun his personal ministry yet and John's testimony is based on what God the Father has told John in reference to his son Jesus to listen and to believe the testimony of John and to believe it is completely uh, up to the listener here, uh, you are listening or us as we read the scriptures. The testimony of John the Baptist is based off uh, God's word. It would be very beneficial for all of us to listen to the Baptist and his statements. Then base a decision off the evidence that is presented by John. We should 
uh, be able to come to a conclusion that John is simply repeating uh, exactly what he'd heard uh, from the Father. So really, what we are hearing John say is directly from the throne room. John the Baptist is found early on in the New Testament. He seems to be a real powerful force, but he quickly fades into the background as Jesus is baptized. The Gospel according to John does not even record John the Baptist in his death. John is this bridge preacher between the Old Testament and the New Testament. His job was to pave the way for the coming king. John chapter 1 starting in verse 6. There's a man, there came a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify about the light so that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but he came to testify about the light. Apparently the Jewish people have been looking uh, for the coming Messiah. And John will create some excitement here and his preaching of repentance. He's asked if, if he is the one that people have been waiting for. And notice here in verse 19, this is the testimony of John. When the Jews sent him uh, to the priest and the Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who are you? And he confessed, and did not deny, but confessed, I am not the Christ. They asked him, What then? Are, are you Elijah? And he said, I am not. Are you the prophet? And he answered, No. Then they said to him, Well, who are you, so that we may give an answer to those who sent us? What do you say about yourself? Notice here in verse 23, he said, that is John the Baptist, he said, I am a voice of one crying in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord. As Isaiah the prophet said, Now they had been sent from the Pharisees. And they asked him, and said to him, Why are you then baptizing, if you're not the Christ, nor Elijah, nor the prophet? And John answered them and saying, I baptize in water, but among you stands one whom you do not know. It is he who comes after me, the throne I, whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. There is a lot of commotion centered around the activity here at the Jordan River, where John is at. At this time, he, he's been asked, uh, here are some questions. Uh, they are questions that uh, perhaps all of us would today ask if we saw someone down at the river uh, doing the same things that John was doing. John says, simply, he's a voice. The voice prophesied clear back in the days of Isaiah in verse 23. John, in his statement, he says that he is the one that was foretold about 700 years ago. He was sent by God to do a job, yes. However, he was only preparing the way for the coming Messiah that they were simply asking about back in verses 20 and 21. There is one who is in your midst, 
is why John says he is baptizing. This person whom you do not know is, is far more superior to me in every regard. He is such more important than me. I'm really not even worthy to untie his sandals. And this is why I am baptizing. This is why I am preaching. See, John understood something. It was not about John. John understood it was all about God. Now stop and listen to John the Baptist here, folks. John is a very, very humble preacher. Much different we probably see in our TV uh, evangelist. He's making a powerful statement, and he's making a powerful message here. And if you don't stop and think about this question and answer session here going on at the Jordan River, uh, John is being asked in the lines of, Is this all about you? And John really makes it really clear in his answers. It is not about him. It is all about God. Verse 29. The next day he saw Jesus coming to him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is he on behalf of whom I said, After me comes a man who is higher rank than I. For he existed before me. I did not recognize him, but so that he might be manifested to Israel, I came baptizing in water. John testified, saying, I have seen the Spirit descending as a dove out of heaven and remained upon him. I did not recognize him, but he who sent me to baptize in water said to me, he who upon whom you see the Spirit descending and remaining upon him, this is the one who baptizes in the Holy Spirit. I myself have seen and have testified that this is the Son of God. Why did the Eternal One take on human flesh? Well, the baptizer, he tells us the main reason why is the Lord of of glory came here in verse 29 and that is to take away the sin of the world and this is why Jesus came to this earth I know there's other teachings out there that say well he just came to show us how to live a good life well living a good life can only be done through through the Word of God and it is Jesus it is his mission that he comes here to take away the sins of the world with his shed blood on the cross then John tells us again that this man who existed before he, he was very convinced in his, in his mother's womb. I mean, before he leaped, he heard Mary's voice. He leaped in his mother's womb. And Jesus was there. To be, to be the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world can only mean that Jesus is God in the flesh. Ultimately, the forgiveness of sins can only come from God through His blood at Calvary. No ordinary human being can be the Lamb of God. No animal can replace the Lamb of God. Everything John is saying here about Jesus is showing that Jesus is the suitable Lamb of God 
why Jesus can be the Lamb of God, and why Jesus is able to take away the sin of the world. Because Jesus is the Lord God Almighty. He is the Messiah that was foretold by the prophets throughout the Old Testament. And this is why I believe it's so important to find churches who are teaching the entire Word of God. And that includes the Old Testament. Therefore, you know, John the Baptist is pointing all eyes away from him to where all human eyes need to be, and that is on Jesus. John is also saying to those in the river that day, as, as well as us today, it's not about the preacher standing in camel's hair's garments. It is about this. It's about being a worker for the Lord. You see, listeners, we all have a place in the kingdom of God, in kingdom of God, excuse me, and we all have a job to do. John does not have a personal agenda here at all. I don't get any hint at all that he's out for fame or fortune. Um, he's just looking to serve God. He's not out looking to have some sect follow him. As even today, there's a group out that that's all they believe that John was the Messiah. Sadly mistaking. Verse 35. Again, the next day, John was standing with two of his disciples. Now, even John the Baptist had disciples and followers of his. And they probably enjoyed listening to his messages and, and trying to understand what was going on. And then notice here in verse 36, And he looked at Jesus as he walked and said, Behold, the Lamb of God. And the two disciples heard him speak, and they followed Jesus. You see, that's it. Follow Jesus. Two of John's disciples, I mean, again, they're standing there as Jesus walks past them, and John identifies who Jesus is. The two men, if you, if you want to continue to read here, uh, they take out, you know, and they follow Jesus. They believe John in the past. And here, by the time we get to John chapter 3, uh, John is still baptizing people. He, he's still doing the job God has asked him to do. However, more and more people now are following Jesus. There seems to be very few people still around John by the time we get to this chapter. They are reporting Jesus is somewhere on the river as well. And people are baptizing and are being baptized. And you get this sense of, of jealousy because more people are going over there and not coming over here. But notice here, John the Baptist in his response in John chapter 3, in verse 28 through 30. You yourselves are my witnesses that I said, okay, in the past here, I am not the Christ, but I have been sent ahead of him. He who has the bride is the bridegroom, but the friend of the bridegroom who stands and hears him, rejoices greatly because of the bridegroom's voice. So this joy of mine has been made full. Notice verse 30, the most humble statement ever, I think, in the entire Bible. He must increase, but I must decrease. You see, all the glory and credit 
given by the servant heart is to God his Savior. And again, the Baptist, John the Baptist, he makes it very clear it is not about him at all. It's all 100% completely about God. It's all about Jesus. Again, this has to be the most humble statement made in the Bible here by John. He must increase, but I must decrease. How many of us uh, want others to increase and you to decrease? You know, John knows uh, as long as people are following him and, and statements are being made as they are, people will not go and follow who they really should go and follow. I get no sense of pride anywhere in John the Baptist. After this text about uh, the John the Baptist here, uh, he's arrested very shortly thereafter. And he really becomes the first person thrown in prison for teaching about Jesus. He's the first martyr of the New Testament. Are there any lessons for us here today, 2,000 some years later? Well, yes, there is. The first lesson is this. By John the Baptist, by his own words, there is nowhere, no one else ever in the history of the world who can save mankind from his sins. Only Jesus can save you and me from a certain uh, eternal damnation. The Lamb of God had to become the God-man, as talked about here in, in John chapter 1, verse 14. In the Word, that would be God, in the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we saw His glory. Glory as of the one and begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. Over in 1 John chapter 3, verse 5 says this, You know that he appeared in order to take away sins. In him there is no sin. John the Apostle writes in his epistle, as well as his gospel account, and he makes it very clear. He tells us why all eyes should be on the Christ. And it should only be on Jesus, who is the Christ. Who can take away your sin and my sin. Christ had to become flesh and, and, and able to do this. To be able to do this, God had to become a man. And Christ had to be that perfect lamb. And this is why John stresses to us, uh, in him, uh, that is John the Apostle, in him there is no sin. The lamb that was offered to God could not have any blemishes or defects. And if you would study the book of Leviticus, uh, you would see uh, quite an offering and sacrifice uh, system in uh, the Old Testament that the Jewish people went through at the temple. And I want to read here Leviticus 4, verse 32. But if he brings a lamb as his offering for a sin offering, he shall bring it a female without defect. You see, Jesus was our sin offering. He, he is the pure lamb. I'd encourage you uh, to read this chapter in Leviticus and see if, if you can't figure this out. I mean, 
if this is not a shadow of the coming of the Lamb of God, as John the Baptist declares in his testimony as we read. I mean, when you read this, you cannot help but notice it is a pointer of the description of why Jesus is the Lamb of God. John's testimony is true. Because if you do not believe it, then why do you partake in the Lord's Supper? If you don't believe it, are you really washed in the blood of the Lamb? If you don't believe it without the blood of this sacrificial Lamb, that is Jesus, we are all lost in our sins. And even here today, it is not about me. It's not about you. It is all about Christ. It's all about Jesus and his sacrifice for us in his church. Let our testimony be just like John, as a worker for the kingdom of God, with our eyes on the Lamb of God only. I certainly hope that uh, you have a new uh, picture, a new view of why uh, John the Baptist and his testimony, uh, his life, as it is recorded for us in the scriptures, point us to Jesus, of where we need uh, to be looking, and that even John the Baptist is saying there will be a sacrifice, and that Jesus is going to give his life and shed his blood for the forgiveness of sins for all time. That's great news for me as a sinner, because I know I need uh, the blood of Jesus. And I know you need the blood of Jesus. And I certainly hope that you have come in contact with the blood of Christ. I hope that you will find a church somewhere that is teaching the word of God, the complete word of God. Teaching that Jesus is really God. There is only one God, folks. There is not three gods. Only one. And that God revealed himself as a man that we call Jesus. And that is how we find him in the scriptures of the New Testament. The Old Testament testifies about Jesus, about God coming as the Messiah to save his creation, you and me. That is great news for anyone listening. If you need help and prayers, uh, we'll do our best to help you. I make no promises. It's very hard sometimes to find things around the world. But I do promise you this. I will pray for you if you send me a prayer request. And you can do so by going to our webpage at biblicalquestion.com and using the Contact Us page. You can also uh, find links to our social media accounts, uh, more about us. We have a statement of faith posted there as well. And that you could also financially support us through PayPal. We would be greatly uh, appreciative of that as well. Again, thank you for taking time out of your day to listen. Make sure you like us and follow us so that you can get continued updates as we post new podcasts each week. May God bless you, and may He have the glory.